And yet again, here we are. Yes. I like how we say that every single time as if it's going to be like, I don't know, uh, the <laughs> intro. You know how like every YouTuber has their whole like, hello, everybody. This is your boy, X YouTuber. Make sure to like and Good subscribe. Good morning, you know, gamers. Of oh, mm, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that, is, that is very much a hashtag general moment. <laughs> yeah, well uh it's i feel like it's appropriate um because that's that most captures my emotions coming into this podcast is ah here we are again this part of life <laughs> and not, not not like good not like bad just just that exact emotion is is how i feel most days um it's, how are you doing it's man? here um <laughs> i'm doing fine i woke up about 30 minutes ago I, uh, which is later than usual, uh, <laughs> I uh, took my nice little cup of coffee and uh, uh, black coffee, of course. And uh, I also sort of arranged a little bit of the stuff on my desk because it was a bit gross. And uh, I don't know, it's just a generic morning. This is the, you know, the beginning of my day. I see. I see. And I'm I'm guessing nothing interesting happened to you for the past week or anything like that. Um, oh. I'm sure I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll get into that. I'm sure. We'll yeah, that. something did happen. Something <laughs> did happen. We'll talk about that in a bit. Okay, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Okay, I'll Bite, episode nine. Holy crap! How'd that happen? Uh, this episode will release on Sunday, week nine of fall 2021. I'm your host Aaron, and I'm joined by my co-host Matei. Thanks for coming on down. Hi. <laughs> I don't know who invited you, but uh, well, here we are. No one. I just, you know, <laughs> put myself in here. No reason. So I almost had to cancel today, which would have been bad because it's our last session and we always record for real on our last session. We have three sessions that we plan to record and we never do the first one. We never do the second one. We always do the last one. <laughs> um but I ended up canceling, or uh, I almost canceled, because normally I'm safe to record right now and completely like lock the room and close the windows and have total privacy. Uh-huh. Um, because my roommate has a class that's an 8 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. But he did not have a class today because of the strike. Uh, class was canceled for him because ah, his, yeah. his lecture was respecting the picket line. Uh, did you have any classes today that were canceled? Uh, actually, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Not that, not that I know of, of any courses of the, because either my classes are taught by professors or by people that are legitimately teaching them for fun. Cause, uh, for some reason, apparently cogs one for like instructors is like this, it's this like seminar-esque intro class where people like every week there's like a synchronous lecture of a new topic that like the teachers present and they just have like a ton of fun with it. And it is definitely an, an, like an interesting class, but you know, I would have assumed they would have given us a little bit of a pass and maybe I would have gotten a day of, you know, nonstop homework management, but I mean, okay, sure. I can deal with that. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you know what the uh, the strike is about? Like what the, the kernel of the issue is? I think it was uh, the fact that they were trying to get lecturers to negotiate uh, better contracts, which generally lecturers, I think, get a bad deal. Definitely worse than teachers do. And if I recall, the student union sent a whole email about it. And 
they're protesting because UCSDs are, are like uh, UCSD is negotiating in bad faith because you know they have all the cards sort of and uh, they are protesting in order to fix that. And I think if I recall this morning, I checked my email and I think they did negotiate a better deal. And the picket line is still being held because you know they kind of said they would, but I don't think they have to anymore. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it, it dug into the details of like, you know, lecturers versus like tenured professors that teach and all that kind of stuff. And I, I was actually shocked to learn um, how much disparity there is between the pay of like a non-tenured professor and a tenured professor or a, 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 a teaching a teaching professor versus like an actual like, you know, <laughs> certified professor, I guess is the phrase for it. But um, I, I was just shocked. It's like multiple orders of magnitude in terms of, you know, your pay and benefits and job security and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I also read that uh, most colleges, but also UCSD suffers from this problem where we have an insane amount of lecturer churn, like a third don't come back after every single year or something like that. Um, which I don't think I, I, I find it hard to estimate whether or not that's, well, I know it's bad. It's not great. You'd prefer to keep your yeah. lectures around, but it's not immediately clear how bad that would be. Um, but I assume for the purposes of like logistically managing that much churn, it's, it's definitely probably a bog on the resources and would be easier to not have that much professor churn would be my guess. Yeah, it's it's still pretty like not okay. I'm just hoping that the the contract they're negotiating. I mean, they probably know better than I do, but I I hope you know that they're doing and fearing a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. Let's hope that uh, well, the job ends up working fine. Well, a lot of the classic, you know, CS department professors are also like you know teaching teaching instructors or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. so for example, like Miles Jones, the man, the classic, uh, he is a, he is a teaching professor, not a tenured one. Um, despite the fact that basically everyone who takes lower divs CSE will probably have him once, maybe twice if they're lucky. Um, and there's lots of other examples of it, but that's just the one that pertains to me mm. anyways. Um, so how was your week, man? Let's dig into that. Well, so, okay, here's the thing, right? The only reason why I delayed the podcast this week is because I uh, had, I wanted to try an experiment and I wanted to try it before I came to the podcast. Last week, we talked about how physical movement is very important to, you know, you as a person. And I tried it as an experiment, uh, two days. Now, these days were, I'll say, more or less identical in terms of workload and time that I would have. One of them was my Sunday and one of them was my Tuesday, sadly. I wanted it to be my Monday, but I kind of messed that up. And what I did in the two days is very simple. On Sunday, now just to clarify for context for anyone listening, on Sunday, I don't, like generally in the weekends, I don't really stay at home necessarily. Like I do, not I don't like go to school or anything. Like I don't go to UCSD, like actually on campus, I don't commute, but I go to like the mall, TTC, or like I take a walk or I go to, like, there's this weird little mall thing next to the Renaissance Villas or something, like, next to where I live kind of thing. I don't know what it's called. But, like, I, I go, I move around, right? But on this Sunday, I decided to stay fully at home and see how I can fare with stuff that I had to do. And 
Then I wanted to try in exchange on Tuesday, a day that I basically have no lectures on, or to put it more delicately, my acute senioritis prevents me from going to lectures. And I decided to try and see how better would I fare if like that were the case. And I decided to sort of test that out. And I have my time tracker entries here. And I have to say that honestly, I was surprised by the fact that whether it be between my day of staying at home and my day of moving around, I was surprised that I did just about the same amount of effort. Uh, Sorry, not effort, the same amount of work, right? Like on Sunday, which admittedly is not the best day to pick of, you know, staying at home and doing work. I did approximately four to five hours of productive stuff. And on Tuesday, I did about three to four hours and, you know, give and take a few like interrupted moments on Tuesday. But it really just surprised me that comparatively to Sunday, I felt way better moving around and doing things on Tuesday than I did on Sunday, right? Like on Sunday, I really just felt like super sluggish and tired and unwilling to do anything, which I guess is a Sunday moment sometimes, if you know what I mean. But it also in this situation, like I I don't really differentiate that much between weekends and weekdays, right? But on Tuesday, I felt way better simply because I was moving. And so this pretty much more proves my point of physical movement being important for work. But that was just a little experiment that I pulled off. Interesting. I did an experiment of my own with physical movement. The experiment was, let's go to the gym and see what happens. So I went to the gym on -hmm. Monday, Mm -hmm. first day back in a while. Um, Here's the thing, though. I know better. Uh, I know better. It's not like I know better than to go to the gym. I know better than to go to the gym after a long time away and not ease myself into it. Right. I know better. And yet I still make these stupid mistakes uh (laughs) things like well here i am i'm going to do the leg press there's already four plates on it it's probably fine i won't die oh (laughs) god so i haven't been able to properly use my legs for the past two days as of this morning it's it's almost better um and i can almost walk around but being sore like physically sore is debilitating even for just like focusing and having energy right because you're you know your body is healing nature is healing and that requires calories and so you'll be tired if you don't you know kind of uh eat a lot and drink a lot of caffeine and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um so i found that my productivity in the following days was actually decreased because i was just recovering from soreness um as well as having some emergencies come up but i think that Once I do get into the swing of things, I think tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym again and then I'm going to make it kind of a more regular thing um, now that being, I guess, sore will be less of a problem. Once you get into it, being sore isn't really an issue um, if you don't overdo it. No, I'll get Uh, used to it. Also, generally getting sore is not 100% necessarily the best thing to do when you go to the gym. Like, yeah, okay, you know, it's the more like the more pain, the more gain. But technically, there are like limitations to exactly what you want to do. Because like when you go to the gym and you're extremely like if you overwork your muscles, you're not really doing much of anything. And there's also the issue of strength training and bodybuilding and how you want to split your high intensity interval training and different kind of perks and and overall weight care. But, you know, that's a whole different business that I should not be the one talking about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm not an expert by any means. I've, uh, but I do have some gym head friends that I kind of like probe their brain for. I think it's important to recognize when someone in your inner circle has way more knowledge about a subject than you do. So, for example, I have a friend who's extremely in touch with the consumer electronic market. He watches all mm-hmm. the LTT videos pretty much as soon as they come out, and he understands all of the different technologies available on the market and what's a good deal and what's not in their relative performance and all that kind of stuff. And he mm-hmm. literally just has this saved in his brain. And so it's when it's like, oh, it's time for me to buy X, I will just at my friend and be like, hey, I'm, I'm, I need a new PC. What should I get? And I, I get all the links I need. I get affiliate discounts and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, what a God. What a God. Um, but yeah, same with same with some gym heads uh, friends that I have. I They help me out when I'm trying to figure out what the best way to spend my time is there. Um, and I've kind of narrowed down what I do. But at the same time, if I start looking lopsided or something, after working out for a week because of some irregularity in my routine, I will, I will uh, probably have to follow up with them and, and figure out what I need to add or remove and stuff like that. But I'll worry about that when it's a problem. Hopefully that does not happen at all. Like just, I just imagine like half your body just ends up looking bodybuilder, right? And the other half <laughs> is just like, like a little weakling following on the side. Well, I know at least that, uh, I will not have the dreaded chicken leg problem because my yes. legs are sore all the freaking time. Um, I may, however, end up triangle shaped if I if I'm not careful. So we'll we'll work on that. I had a friend um, of mine who was naturally tall and like they went to the gym a lot. And there was a period of time where they skipped leg day, and you could see like like just imagine the top part of the body being just like you know like hunk awesome dude and like every conceivable way and then you look from like the waist down and it's just like sticks but like tall <laughs> sticks right but not chicken legs right but like tall legs and you're, and you're like hmm yeah there's a disparity here they, they look like chicken legs because they're so long uh yeah it's part of it too it's like it lends to the optical illusion so if you're if you're tall you have to work doubly hard anyway this isn't a this isn't a weightlifting podcast yet um, maybe if I mm-hmm. keep going to the gym for like the next quarter, maybe we can turn it into that. But uh, I say we move on from this one. Sure. Okay. So that was your experiment with physical movement. Um, let's see here. Uh, when I eat dinner, which is usually Cafe V, Cafe V, I would say, is responsible for a vast majority of the calories that go inside my body um, right. just due to location for the time being. Um I like to eat dinner and watch something uh, while I eat dinner generally. So I'll pull up like a YouTube video. Um, and I, I used to like watch, I don't know, like an anime or something um, or pull up a TV show. But the problem with that is I get too sucked into it. And then after I'm done eating, I'm still watching it, you know. So I've moved kind of towards YouTube since, you know, individual videos are usually kind of the length of a meal and not longer at most, right? And they usually are kind of like single isolated videos unless you're watching like a long running series, which I don't generally do. I generally watch isolated videos. Mm -hmm. So it's like the perfect length to not overdo it. Um, Anyway, I have discovered recently the YouTuber known as Ben Eater. (gasps) Um, And I 
am a fan, I will say. I've, I think that's all the recommendations I get now are from Ben Eater. And every single time I click on one of his videos, I watch it basically all the way through, and then I want to watch six more. But uh, so you you reacted in a way that made me feel like you might know who Ben Eater is. I know who Ben be Eater is, and yeah. he is an awesome YouTuber, though you know not for everyone. Definitely, uh, he no. is. Uh, to, let's put it. Let's put it. He's like the YouTuber for anything that is like low level computing of various different kinds. Like, imagine watching 140 lecture, but it's entertaining, that kind of deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, he has like, okay, he's not, he's like pretty good with his stuff. The only thing that I would say his videos are not necessarily awesome at sometimes is just like, uh, like some of the topics, whenever he covers them, are like, what? Like, like it, it does end up being very interesting, but sometimes, like, I don't know, it, it's a bit too much for some people who are not like, into the subject but i guess that's kind of the charm of it like yeah i get to learn something new but yeah sometimes that just like like tips me off and whatever however however ben eater definitely has extremely educational videos of many different kinds and sometimes he is like you find one of his videos like i think his most recent one is uh wasn't it like like hardware timers or something i think that's what it was maybe and yes like when i saw it i was like ah yes CSE 120. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yes, yes. I So to be a little bit more concrete, I'll go ahead and share with the listeners. Ben Eater is a YouTuber that makes videos about low-level computer hardware. Um, he is kind of like the computer engineering adjacent courses that you might take at UCSD, such as CSE 140 or anything in that kind of like... Yeah, so he talks about basic low-level stuff um, but also kind of backs it up with, uh, I, I guess, kind of some of the electrical engineering sides of it, but not too deeply into that. So like uh, he'll talk surface level about like the properties of capacitors and why they're useful in an integrated circuit, but then go a way more in depth on, you know, the, the digital circuitry. And um, he has a whole bunch of series, um, one of which, which I think kind of encapsulates him as a YouTuber is like, he has a series where you um, build a CPU on a breadboard, um, like I, w- I won't say completely from scratch, but pretty much just as from scratch as you would ever want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like a little one megahertz CPU. You build your registers, you build your math modules, and all that kind of stuff, and you uh, put all of that straight onto a, a breadboard of some kind. And he has other series too, so he has like other and, and he sells like kits as well although you can like literally go and buy these parts individually um it's a little bit more difficult to do so just because you know this isn't the world of radio shack anymore yeah <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> you gotta you gotta hunt down parts online so he does sell these little convenient kits to like get you started and get what you need especially since uh buying things online does have the tendency to give you kind of like cheap knockoffs if you have to get them overseas or, or, you know, maybe you're paying too much for them, etc. Anyways, um, I find him interesting partially because what he talks about, right? Because I am very into the software side. I'm a, I'm a software engineer at heart and mm-hmm. I'm very, I, I, without like trying to toot my own horn here, I'm very knowledgeable about it and I'm more advanced than most people at my level, but I'm basically 
like I have almost no knowledge when it comes to the computer engineering side of it um, and the low level technology. Like I find all that stuff interesting and I've taken the classes, but you know, especially in my field, which is cybersecurity, binary reversing, which is kind of like an application of a lot of the, well, it's, it's an application of your knowledge of assembly, basically, and how computers work at the low level, it has always been a subfield of cybersecurity that's kind of not really accessible to me because I just mm -hmm. don't have that thorough of an understanding. So Ben Eater's videos are great to help me kind of like understand it. Um, and I've, I feel my brain expanding, you know, every time I watch his video, a new wrinkle appears on my, on my cranium and I feel much smarter. But also the other half of the reason why I like him is because he's just so damn good at explaining things. Like the oh, way yeah. he breaks down a concept. I literally think he is the best organizer of information. I won't say he's like the best teacher, but the way he organizes the important concepts in a topic is just so organic and easy to digest. Well, I say easy, but like you do, there are some prerequisites involved with understanding what he's talking about. But like for the most part, he kind of just talks about it in a very interesting way while also giving you everything you need. And it's just, it's so hard to talk about these kinds of topics without being all over the place. And he just does such a great job of organizing his conversations. So I like, honestly, for me in my head already, he's like the gold standard of um, like, I'm kind of interested in like pedagogy or whatever, which is the uh, science of teaching. You know, I spent some time mm -hmm. as a, as a high school teacher and it's really impressive to see someone like him who I feel like in my eyes has kind of like mastered the craft of breaking down a technical topic. So Anyway, that's me. I'm a uh, fanboy rant over. Um, I will keep watching his videos and I'll let you know if they get better or worse. <laughs> I mean, they're they're amazing videos, honestly. Like just the concepts too. Also, I'm surprised that you don't even like, like I know binary reversal is like a big thing in cybersecurity, but like I, I assume you at least know like the basics of each concepts. Like I assume you know oh, how yeah. row, row hammer bid flips work and whatnot. I just don't, I assume you don't know necessarily like- Oh, row hammer bit flips don't really matter. Like that, that's not binary reversing, um, but I do. <laughs> that's a very interesting topic that I will I will not dive into because I'm not qualified to talk about it. But you know, binary reversing is just like if you look at a disassembled binary, can you understand what it was, what the original source code looks like? And the answer is ah, no, not really. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have a point. For for the some reason, I thought no. I thought binary reversal you meant exactly bit flips. But then again, I'm not extremely well versed in cybersecurity, so my bad. Yeah, no worries. It's uh, it's still they're both complicated, um, is what I would lean towards. Uh, mm -hmm. But I've, I feel like I've definitely taken several steps towards being able to do it, and I'm gonna maybe invest a little bit of time into getting better at it this year by participating in more CTFs for on behalf of ACM Cyber. But at the same time, uh, I'm busy, um, mainly with. San Diego CTF planning. It's been a complete nightmare. Um, you are so. busy and I am not helping. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, so do you have anything that you want to uh, talk about before I pivot over? Nah, um, I guess the uh, only other thing that I had to is, you know, the classic. It's the end. Of, it's we, you know, we're getting close to time here. So I had to ask, how's Toggle going? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, not well, because I've not quite settled on a schedule. I'm still 
having trouble remembering to switch my timers and the retroactive switching of timers is like basically too too debilitating so i think one thing that i'm going to do is i'll 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 dig into the app a little bit and see if i can maybe set up some reminders separately that will kind of at least get the ball rolling for me um Mm. but then also i'm going to stop trying to retroactively fix my timers and make them match with what i did for the day because it's just too annoying and i don't want to get annoyed at the app i want to actually use it properly and get the value from it even if it takes me like a week or two to like properly start using it so not much to report sadly do you have a android phone or an ios phone i have ios okay you just download timery like okay the the reason why i'm telling you to do that is because timery has uh I, i talked about it in my in the first episode it has like shortcut support and also widget support so like you can really 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 like put it right smack dab in your face all the time. Like I have the t- current timer running like on my home screen at, on every single home screen just so that I cannot like forget it. And also like mm. the app just has very intuitive, like you can have timers that you save that are just like little entries that you can just tap and it automatically switches timers. Like you can have one for each homework that you have to do, stuff like that. Like just get it right now. Don't even, don't even, don't even try to use the OG toggle app because that thing's disgusting. <laughs> well, that is what I've been trying to do. I'll I'll do a little bit more research. I wasn't sure if I should like commit to toggle or not. So that's I'll, fair. Uh, but but uh, I mean, look if if you don't like find any value, you don't have to do. It. Like it's a very like like I said in the last episode, it's like very much the one pixel on top of the pyramid of needs. Like you don't. It's very <laughs> much a for me. It's a very experimental and useful thing, and it kind of like I said before, doubles as a journal. So like I I kind of like it, but you know it's definitely not for everyone. No, I can see and appreciate the value. It's just I feel like I've been kind of like scrambling around trying to do all these different things and put out so many fires and like restart my life basically after you know a big move, and because yeah. of that I haven't really been able to focus properly on micro optimization. So I think even though like I'm restarting my life, I don't think I'm quite ready in my life to start using Toggle again. That's fair. Um, that but yeah, said, I'm going to ask every week because why not? Yeah, of course. Well, speaking of things that we talk about every week, we're almost at the end of the episode, but I feel the need to talk about my microphone. Oh. Um, <laughs> so no, no, it's no, no, it's changed again. No, 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 no. This is the last. No, this is the last change. All right. Remember well, no, it episode? better no, not no. be. It better not be. So this Look, you, is. You, I said one last free pass to change. I yourself, know, and that's. I it. know. Well, I I don't think you're going to want me to keep this setup because this setup is the original setup from episode one. This is the original mic setup because um, I had some equipment break on me. And so I wasn't able to do like my full setup and I'm working on fixing it and I might not even have it done by next week. But the point is, is that this is the original setup from the first week. Now, I will. That's the bad news. The good news is I will still probably sound better than I did the first week because I understand mastering a lot more. So I will probably still be able to get a decent sound out of it in in, in post, when I fix it in post. Um, so I wouldn't stress too much about, you know, sounding like a tin can like I did in the first episode, but it's not gonna be as polished as the past couple of episodes is what I would guess, so. Okay, so, so clearly there's no stopping your mad rampage of mic setup changes, but uh from now on if you make any change in mic setup there has to be 
such a good reason for it that like you that I know beforehand. Like I am not allowed. I, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> You this can't not, deal with it anymore. This is not this is not fun for me. <laughs> this is this is the breaking point. This is Matei's Joker moment. It's it's the end. No, no, everyone goes like all you need is one bad day. For me it's just one bad mic setup that just breaks <laughs> the entire episode. Uh Though okay, I'll be entirely honest. I'll be entirely honest. I am surprised that so far we have managed to actually put an episode out every week. Somewhat on time, but pretty much on time. But every week, yes, I'm yes. amazed and also happy. We we have a good, you know, pipeline. I feel, and mm-hmm. we're both pretty on top of things. I would say, my like, if I could go through a major move in the middle of the quarter and still manage to get this podcast out, then yeah, I, I think we're. <laughs> I think we High can manage five. it. Yeah, right. So uh, if you like the show, come tell us. Just visit acmurl.com slash podcast. You can harass us by leaving a voice message directly. Do it, you coward. Or you can shoot us a message on the official ACM Discord in the ACM podcast channel. We will answer your question, so don't be shy. And thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody.